Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sosland, and today we are learning Daf Mem Bet in Masachet Sachim, page 42. Chapter 3 of our Masachet opens with a Mishnah that deals with Ta'arovet Chametz, mixtures that might contain Chametz. In order to understand the Mishnah and the chapter which follows, it may be useful to remind ourselves of the very unique rulings regarding chametz on Pesach. Remember that the prohibition on chametz on Pesach is, as Rav Ezra Pick points out, different from any other prohibited food in Jewish law. Like other prohibited foods, it is forbidden to eat chametz as well as to benefit from it in any way on Pesach. But the stringencies on chametz during Pesach go further than those for other foods like ham or shellfish in several ways. First, chametz has the additional stringency of bal yira'eh. One cannot possess chametz. A Jew is permitted to own bacon or unkosher meat, but chametz cannot be owned on Pesach. Second, and more relevant to our chapter, Non-kosher food has a leniency to it, which is that it can be canceled out in trace amounts. A Mishnah in Masechet Chulin explains that if a piece of non-kosher food falls into a pot of kosher food, it can be nullified or batel if it does not affect the taste of the kosher food. How would we know if it affects the taste? The Shulchan Aruch suggests that a non-Jew should taste it. But Rav Moshe Israelis, the medieval Ashkenazi halachist, says that this food can be batel b'shishim. It can be considered nullified if there is more than 60 times the amount of the non-kosher amount of food. So for example, if I'm making a huge pot of macaroni and cheese and a tiny piece of meat flies into it, if the mac and cheese is more than 60 times the amount of the meat, the meat is simply nullified. It is canceled out by 60. Batel bishishim. It is as if this never even happened. Chametz on Pesach, however, does not have this leniency attached to it. With chametz before Pesach, it has the same rule as meat and dairy or non-kosher meat. It can be canceled out in a ratio of 1 to 60. But on Pesach, chametz is forbidden, even in the tiniest trace amount. On Pesach, chametz is considered asur bekol shehu, forbidden in any amount. So, for example, if I'm making a pot of chicken soup before Passover to serve on Passover and a crumb of bread falls into the soup, the crumb is considered batel b'shishim. It is canceled out by 60 times its size.
But if I'm making the same pot of chicken soup on the holiday of Passover and the tiniest amount of chametz touches the soup, the soup is completely unkosher for Passover. It must be thrown away or given to a non-Jew. This is why, by the way, it is permissible to buy milk products without a kosher for Passover symbol before the holiday. If a trace of chametz falls into the milk sometime in the factory, it's no big deal if it's before the holiday. That trace of chametz is nullified by the ratio of 1 to 60. But this is also why traditional Jews, who may be lenient about eating dairy in non-kosher restaurants throughout the year, will not even get a coffee from Starbucks during the holiday of Pesach. While eating dairy in a non-kosher restaurant during the year, one can rely on the Batel B'shishim leniency. On Pesach, though, any amount of chametz is forbidden. Even a trace amount of chametz is asur, forbidden bikol shehu. This, then, is the rule of ta'arovet chametz, mixtures of chametz on Pesach. The rabbis set up much more serious stringencies for ta'arovet chametz mixtures with chametz in them than for any other non-kosher food or mixture. Our Mishnah presents this issue. Elu ovrin befesach. The following items are transgressions on Pesach. The Mishnah lists a number of items which are strange to us. Babylonian kutach, a condiment of sorts which probably contained a bit of flour. Median beer, which was probably something like our modern whiskey, Edomite vinegar, Egyptian zitom, zoman, kolan, and according to Rabbi Eliezer, women's cosmetics. Each of these items contains the potential for a bit of chametz. The Mishnah is careful, however, to say that while these things are asur, forbidden, they are not sins punishable by that worst of worst punishments, karet. The Mishnah concludes, hare elu be'azhara. These are transgressions that require warning, ve'en bahen mishum karet, but they do not incur the punishment of karet. Here again, we should stop and remind ourselves about the notion of karet, a biblical punishment that is highly debated among the rabbis and later commentators. Literally, it means excision, a cutting off. It is clear that it is one of the most serious of all the biblical punishments, only for the most serious of crimes, meaning either an early death at the hands of God or something more spiritual, a sense of being cut off from the people of Israel, excommunication, or even a post-death exile, whatever that might mean. The Mishnah explains in Masechet Kritot that there are 36 different crimes punishable by karate, 36 different ways that a Jew can be cut off from the people, not having a brit milah, circumcision, cursing God, eating on Yom Kippur just for spite, or eating chametz on Pesach. The fact is, eating chametz on Pesach is one of the most serious sins in Jewish tradition. And Whatever we might believe about the definition of karet, there is no doubt that biting into a bagel on Pesach is a way of cutting oneself off from our people, 
a way of saying this exodus from Egypt is not my story. I don't need to observe this holiday. I don't identify as one of you. But eating ta'arovet chametz, a mixture of chametz, is not an act punishable by kare. It is a transgression to be sure, says the Mishnah, but it is not cutting yourself off to have something that has a trace of chametz in it. Yes, observant Jews will avoid even buying a coffee on Pesach that might have accidental traces of chametz in it, but having a mixture of chametz on Pesach isn't as big a deal as biting into a bagel. The act of disconnecting from our people really refers to what the rabbis call chametz ba'ayin, literally chametz to the eye, tangible chametz, biting into a sandwich, having a bowl of pasta, drinking a beer. Now that is a statement if you do it on Pesach. That is a way of saying, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of these people. Our Mishnah helps to make that clear. Look, the Mishnah seems to be saying, avoid these things, these ta'arovot chametz, these mixtures of chametz. But the Mishnah doesn't pretend that all transgressions on Pesach are equal. Some actions represent transgressions. They are not ideal. They are averot. They cross the boundaries of Jewish law. But others are statements, ways of establishing rebellion, ways of showing that we don't care. As we continue learning Chapter 3, we will explore different issues of mixtures of chametz. As we do, we should remember that these details are meant to enhance the stringency of the basic isur, the basic prohibition on chametz, to remind us in every way that Pesach is different from the rest of the year. Avoiding chametz on Pesach is a defining element of a Jew's life, and even the tiniest amount of chametz changes the very nature of the mixture, and it also has a spiritual effect on us. The Mishnah and the Gemara that follows will push us to recognize that, to recognize the intensity of the chametz prohibition and the power of joining the Jewish people in staying away from it, even in the tiniest amount, even in a ta'arovet chametz, throughout the holiday of Pesach. Once again, I've loved sharing this Daf Yomi journey with you. Thank you for learning with me this week, and chazak ve'ematz as you go forward in your Daf Yomi learning. Be of strong will and spirit. It certainly will take that to continue on the path. Behatzlacha. Good luck. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.